everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Wednesday, June 24th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed, we're doing it live, I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And Pat, we got some dates for reopening of two of the largest chains in America. Yeah, it's it's happening, whether it should or shouldn't, it's happening. And, uh... I guess, well, all right. Well, let's 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 talk about it. so AMC and Regal both have dates for when they are going to start opening their theaters, because of course we've had uh, hard top theaters have been opening the last few weeks, but those are independent hard tops, small chain hard tops, um, outlaw hard tops, you know, rogue hard tops, um, formerly soft top hard tops. So those are those are what's been opening up in the hardtop area, but Regal AMC, those are the majority of your hardtops. Yes, and I'm sure they're going to roll out slower because there's certain places in the country that are surging with COVID cases, or mm. they're entering phases where there's less there's less cases. So. I think you will see variations by state. Right, right. And then, of course, you've got the places that are just like, bring it on. Well, they never... We ain't got enough. Yeah, yeah. So Cinemark, which is also a big chain, did open three venues last Friday. Okay. As kind of a toe dip. And Mm. they did badly. Uh, Dallas, there was a Dallas 17 that opened. Okay. That grossed $855 for the weekend. Whoa, really? Do we know what they were showing? They were mostly showing Cadillac titles. Sonic, Invisible Man, Hunt, Back to the Future, things like that. But those were probably already available in drive-in so they probably skip the hard top right right and then there was the west plano 20 which made uh one thousand five hundred dollars and the north Uh mckinney locations that made uh, a a north mckinney location that made a hundred k i'm sorry not a hundred k one thousand one thousand dollars yeah so that was a test though and that you know, does not mean that when real movies come out, real new movies right. come out, it's the people won't go. Right. Yeah, it's and then yeah, like you said, I mean, listen, I don't know Texas very well. Is Texas the stacks? Texas is the stacks. The stacks are bigger in Texas. Yeah. Yes. The stacks are get very high in Texas. Near they they're known for tipping over those types oh, of stacks. Absolutely. So, you know, these are these are stacks locations. So like you said, these are probably locations that had access to drive-ins, outdoor theaters. Um, and these are locations that listen, we don't know what North, what North McKinney was drawing back in January. You know, North McKinney Cinemark might have already been been failing, so we don't know. We it, 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 we we need more numbers, I think, to 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 fully decide whether this was a failure or not. Uh, though it looks like a failure. Um, so, but we've got AMC mm-hmm. planning on a July fifteenth opening. Okay. And then Regal is opening July tenth. Correct. Yes. So Regal is planning to open up. With Unhinged, the Russell Crowe road rage movie that we've been talking about for a few weeks now, which is, of course, The Canary in the Coal Mine. It's going to be the movie that goes in there and says, you know, whether it's safe or not, come in, don't come in, I'm dead, I'm alive. That's the movie that that says that. Um, So Regal is opening up with Unhinged. It's betting big on Unhinged. AMC, I guess, is, is... giving itself five days of breathing room to see this, you know, if this whole thing blows up completely before they have to get in, you know, if there's a, 
unhinged COVID disaster situation. They're hoping that happens just at the Regals before they get into the in in the cave. They're letting Regal take the bullet. Yes. So if if unhinge is the canary, Regal is the canary handler. Mm-hmm. You know who maybe doesn't go all the way in the cave, but is is taking the canary in a cage, and then going in like twenty feet, and then opening the cage, so the canary could go further in. Now there was some controversy with both of these theater chains mm-hmm. as to whether they were going to require masks. Yes, yes, and they flip flopped. Mm-hmm. Because AMC originally said they were not going to require masks because they did not want to get into a political situation. Right. Because, of course, masks are political now. And I think Regal was always going to require masks, correct? No. They also had a flip-flop. They flip-flopped. So bo- both AMC and Regal... Originally, we're going to open with not a anti-mask policy. Like, it wasn't going to be, we take your masks at the door, which I'm sure there are some places that are probably doing that. I mean, let's be honest, where they're like, you know, give me your mask, get what you get. But that was not their policy. Their policy was, you come in with a mask, you can keep it on, you have no mask. That's great, too. We'll sell you popcorn. That was their original policy. And I guess there was blowback on that because now both are are requiring masks for customers and for employees. Yes. Yes. Now, I don't know if that original not requiring masks policy was for employees as well, I would assume that employees would always have to have masks. Yes. I I, th- I would think so unless an employee was like, I'm on a break and I want to go see a movie, at which point they become a customer. And then it's no mask. Then it's, then it's no mask. Or masks optional. So... I mean, this is a. I mean, this is a. It's a clusterfuck. I mean, yeah. can we say it's a clusterfuck? Absolutely, we can say it's a clusterfuck. And I don't know if we want to get into even talking about this. Well, I mean, it's it's a movie mask gate, right? Is that that's not a slick, uh, 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 you know, uh, a slick name, name for this. Because like you want to put gate at the end of every big controversy, so yes. Like mask, mask gate. I feel like is a bigger thing than just the movie theater policy. So we can't really call this mask gate because people would think in a broader way. Mm-hmm. And then movie mask gate is you're gonna get tripped up on that. It's way too long. Well, so also, we, then people will be thinking there's some sort of controversy that has to do with the Eric Stoltz share vehicle mask from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. They'd be like movie mask gate. Yeah, that there was there was some kind of like on set uh, problem that is just coming out now. Yeah. The, so we're going to have to think harder about what the hashtag with the gate is for this. But this is. No, this is definitely uh, a boondoggle. Yeah, it, I mean, I I think I think uh, they obviously, to me, ended up on the right decision, which is you got to mask up to go into the movie theater. Yeah, because why not? Exact. Well, exactly. Because why not? Masks and, to me, and I've said this before on this show, is like mm-hmm. praying on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. I am going to pray on my deathbed because why not? A hundred percent. Of course. Of course you pray on your deathbed to all of them. Yeah. Any every religion single... you have heard of, even in passing, you pray to it on your deathbed. 
on, and you'll be there. You'll be of there. Of course. I'm filming it. Yeah. I'm going to have a rabbi come in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a priest come in. I'm going to have a Buddhist monk come in. Yes. I'm going to have a Scientologist come in. Of course. One of those Scientology auditors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have them come in. And then any other religion that's been invented, that'll be invented before I die. Right. I will Various have come cult in. leaders. Yeah. That, that, that child star that was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You that now is a cult leader, he's coming so bring, in. Bring him to your deathbed. You pray to everyone at your deathbed. You get them all in the room. Because why not? Why not? And that's what a, the mask is a cult leader that you pray to at your deathbed because maybe it'll help. And there's no harm in it. There's... Yeah, that's the thing, is there's no harm in it. There's no harm in it. There's no harm in it. And I know we've got a... Listen, we're coastal elites, of course. But we've got a lot of listeners out in the stacks. And the stacks seem to be the ones who are... You know, they want to... They're, they're pushing to go to their movies with no masks. And I always look at it as... It's a fun opportunity to adapt. You know, like, we're all smart. Let's figure out how to get popcorn in our mouth while keeping our masks on. Let's Here's, figure out what, go for it. You might have uh, this thought out already. This, well, you just sparked something, and this is mm-hmm. what always happens with us because we're, we're, we're like one brain, but one half doesn't always know what the other one is thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm the left that. brain, you're the right brain. Right. Sometimes it's, sometimes there's a gap in the brain. Here's what like you a, do. a fissure. Exactly. If you don't want to require a muzzle... I'm sorry. If you don't want to require a mask, uh-huh. here's what you do, because I got ahead of myself is you sell what's called a popcorn muzzle. Mm-hmm. There is no bags anymore. They're f- popcorn feed bags. Okay. So what you do is you, when you order popcorn, you must strap it on your face and eat it <gasps> like a feed bag, and then you are required to keep it on the rest of the time. Or what happens is there an adhe- there's an adhesive that does not wear off for two and a half hours or three hours. Yes. That's great. That's such a great idea. That so is th- such a great So there you skirt idea. the whole political thing because a, a popcorn feed bag, it, there's nothing political about that. Right. And, and you could – Basically, okay, you don't want to bring your mask in. Here's a free popcorn free feed bag on the house. Yes, you give it away you for free. You give it away. Yes. You give it away for free, but the uh, the anti-adhesive costs $15 on your way out. Yes, removal yeah, the yeah. removal service costs fifteen dollars. Yes, and we don't know whether that is uh, some kind of liquid that is handed to you, whether it's it's like uh, knife based, um, but whatever the the service that gets the uh, popcorn feed bag off of your face that you pay for on the way out. But the popcorn feed bag itself is free if you have no mask. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's it. the way you get around it, and that's the yep. way you make it apolitical. Yeah. No, that's great. So the, the main takeaway is, yes, the B.O. boys are on the side of there needs to be a protective covering over your face if you're going to sit in a movie theater. But it could be a mask, or it could be a popcorn feed bag that is glued on. Those are your options. I think those are both great options. In America is all about two options. It's all about two options. Yeah, that's enough. This, More than that is confusing. It's ex- exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. 
oh, we need a more more than a two party system. No, you don't. It's confusing. No. Anything no. more than two is confusing. No. So a mask or a feedback, two choices. That's enough. So do you think that Regal has an advantage opening early where people will go to Regal and think, oh, now I'm going to Regal. That's where I go now. Right, right. Can they build that loyalty in with a five-day head start? Or does this give AMC five days to point out all of the flaws in Regal's opening week and say, hey, you know, we're we're going to have better tape on the floor to show you where you need to stand. Because you AMC know, will so, literally be able to Monday morning quarterback. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think that it probably behooves AMC to do what they're doing, which is to wait a couple of days, see all of the flaws in Regal's plan, and either get out, be like, we can't do this, it's been a disaster, or, you know, they're they're able they're able to uh to fix whatever Regal's been doing wrong. Yeah, but also so apparently when these these theaters do open though, mm-hmm. AMC at the very least is saying they're gonna start out at thirty percent capacity, then go okay. to forty, then go to fifty. So okay. even by the time tenant opens, the highest percentage of capacity is gonna be fifty. Yeah, I mean I think that I mean, it was an that that is what it has to be. You can't have a full theater for God knows how long, and I think we've talked about it that for a while, it's probably when a new movie comes out, it's probably going to have way more screens than a movie used to have in the past. You know, like I, I do think when Tenet comes out, July thirty first. There will be a lot of giant multiplexes that are basically only showing Tenant on every screen. And that'll be their way of getting around individual auditoriums having to be at, you know, 40, 50% capacity. And it'll just be like, this building is all Tenant. Yeah. Do you and think. And d- depending on Unhinged, I mean, unless Unhinged is a runaway smash and it's like The Godfather and people are, you know, wanting to see it over and over again for a month. Do you think theaters will stay open all night like um, they do for some blockbusters? I don't know. I mean, I think there is probably going to be, and rightfully so, um, some some con- more consideration given to the people working at these places. You know, so I, I don't know if you, if you're going to want to, in a pandemic, say, also, we need you ripping tickets for a 4 a.m. showing uh, of this movie. So I, I think I think it's going to be more, although also ripping tickets, like we've said, is is uh, a job that probably will not exist anymore. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be more the solution is going to be more that the movie theaters are mainly only showing one or two movies at a time and giving all their screens to less movies. That, that, that's, that's the most likely scenario. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I love our solution for the masks. Obviously, uh, all of the industry listens to BO boy. So you know that one's on us. We're we're we should be more mindful of copywriting our ideas and making money off of them. But I feel like in these times, it should be everyone pitching in, everyone helping. So that's an idea that's on the house. I'm open source, bro. Yeah. Now, so do we want to talk about numbers? Because we I got a do, top 10. We do have a top 10, but real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will the B.O. boys be their opening night? Um, okay. 
So opening night meaning AMC like, July 15th. Are we there to see Unhinged? Because we're A-list members. We're A-listers. Right, right, right. They're going to start charging us again. I looked on my app mm-hmm. July 1st. I'm getting charged. Wow. Yeah, so now now money is involved. Now they're hitting our pocketbooks. Um July 15th to see unhinged in a hard top. That is I'm not ruling it out. I would have ruled it out if they were going to allow people in without masks. I would say are you are you a definitive yes? No. Okay, so I'm you're, not a definitive no. I'm a, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a still up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that five day period where Regal is going to be open is going to be big for AMC and it's going to be big for the Bo Boys. Yes, because we'll get a chance to wait and see. We don't have to rush into anything. Yeah, it's going to be like. There is going to be someday a movie called Five Days mm-hmm. akin to the Cuban Missile Crisis movie 13 Days because mm-hmm. this will be just as big. And the five days will be that gap between when Regal and AMC opens. Yes. And it's in the AMC offices just going over the, the battle plan as and, they see the results coming in from the Regal theaters. And then two podcasters who are the the civilian quote-unquote civilian Mm -hmm. members of the ensemble that don't know what's going on in the amc war room but are speculating right right and can only make decisions based on speculation yes and a deep knowledge of box office and things i mean obviously we're not I guess we're and, not and connections and a lot. I guess we'll be actually. I guess we'll be the. I guess we'll be the media figures in the ensemble, and then the civilians will be other people. Yeah, yeah, we'd be the heroes. We'd be the media. I mean, I'll be the yeah. brainworm instead of the media's head, obviously. But to I'll be written as a media member because the screenwriter is gonna think. Oh, well, it's gonna be very hard to convey that he's a brainworm inside of the media's head right 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 the, yeah, you the screenwriter will not have the vision to be able to pull off that no but anyway that um, will be that that's going to be a, a gripping film yeah that'll be great and what's great about that movie is it'll be coming out in a couple of years so by then it'll be able to play to a full house Oh, oh, yes. And we will insist that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess that's a big hook for the this show for the next few episodes is do the B.O. boys go? Yes. Yeah. So it's that's perfect. It's a hook to keep listening because the only way to find out if we go to a movie theater in July is you gotta listen here, huh? Hashtag, gonna... hashtag do bo go. Okay, I like it. Do bo go. Yeah, why not? Now they're gonna hashtag that, but we're not gonna answer it on social media. We're not gonna let them know if we went on Twitter. We're only gonna tell them here on the podcast. Of course. Yeah. Perfect. So you gotta listen. So whether you want to or not. Keep listening. Find out if we go to the theaters. All right. Are we ready to talk top 10? Because we got numbers. Yes. So, and this is a wild one. Number one, The Wretched. No, Mm -hmm. of course not. Of course not. Number one, the number one highest grossing film in America, Jurassic Park. Wow. In 230 theaters had a three-day of, get this, $517,000. Half a mil, baby. Yeah, this is awesome. You know what I am really loving now looking at this top 10 is where we're inching again towards 
something grossing a million dollars. Because once that happens, it'll really, it's, it's going to start to feel, um, I don't want to say normal, because obviously the, the times we're all going through are not normal and, you know, um, but, but something, there's something comforting about just seeing this box office top 10 look a little more robust than it has in a long time. Oh yeah. Um, and Jurassic Park was in the top 10 last week. Yes, but not number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is amazing. I mean, we look at this top 10 and there is a definite box office star here. A box office mega star. Can you not can you not see? Look, look at the top 10. Clayton's looking at the list right now and it's not jumping out to you who the star no, it's is. It's the same here. one as last week. Yes, it's Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, huh? That's what I thought it might page. be a new star, but it's not a new no, star. It's an old no, star. No, it's the same star. It's the old star. But it's burning brighter than ever. Steven Spielberg. Well, number I mean number 1, number 2, I mean I won't say number 2, number 8, produce number 10. It's uh, no one's ever had a week like this at the box office. No. It, this is a better week than he had last week. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah, because was Jaws in the top ten last week? That's what I'm yeah, trying Jaws to remember. Was. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have one and two last week. Which and he does now. they didn't make as much money. I mean, both. so number two, Jaws. Yeah. Well, do you want to just – why don't we just give everyone the full top ten and then we could just go through. Okay. That way they have a full picture. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go through. Number one this week was Jurassic Park. Number two was Jaws. Number three, The Invisible Man. Number four, Trolls World Tour, Hanging Tough. And number five, The Hunt, also still Hanging Tough. Number six, Back to the Future. Seven, Followed. Number eight, Steven Spielberg's E.T. Number nine, Chumanji Next Level, huh? And number 10, the Steven Spielberg produced The Goonies. So that is your top 10. So now we could go through them. Well, Followed is the only new entry in this whole top 10. Mm-hmm. So number two, Jaws, you're looking at a three-day of $516,000. So another half mil. And really, it's 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 a, a, a thin away from mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. They, I yeah. mean, you're looking at 517 versus 516. These were almost, almost equal grossers. Yeah. And Jaws is in less theaters. It's in about 50 less theaters than Jurassic Park. So Jaws actually had a bigger per screen average. Yes. Um, And Jaws, I think, is commemorating its 45th anniversary. Okay. Because it came out in 75. Okay. So I think right. that's a, that's a big deal too. That's one of those. Uh, it's a big anniversary for this yeah. film, the first modern blockbuster. Yes. Um, yeah, this is this is an amazing one-two punch. And then when you look at the money they made, Jaws making five hundred sixteen thousand dollars, and number three, Invisible Man, is at two hundred one thousand. So it does feel like the two Spielberg movies have really pulled away from the rest of the pack in this top 10 to where, I mean, the top 10 right now is so volatile, um, you know, with all of the re-releases that, you know, next week could be a movie that number one could be a movie that's not even in here. But it does look like Jurassic Park and Jaws are like pretty far ahead of everything else. Yes. Because Trolls is number four, 289 theaters, three-day of $160,000. So that's a lot of theaters. It's gaining theaters, but it's continually to drop in the amount of money that it's making. Yes. But you're probably... down 42%. You're probably looking at these 
these theaters being a lot of quarter full, like 30% full theaters. Yeah, yeah, Hard yeah. tops. So then number five is The Hunt, 95 theaters, three-day of $136,000. Mm-hmm. Number six, Back to the Future, 122 theaters, making $131,000. Number seven, Followed, in 42 theaters, a three-day of $127,000. Now, this is a film. We know what Followed is. It is a film about a social media influencer. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see. I believe it's a horror movie. A social media influencer and his video crew encounter true evil when they visit one of the most haunted hotels in America. That is the summary of this movie, which does look like it is a a real movie that was made pre-COVID. It is not a uh, weird cash-in movie. All right. So there you go. This looks like a drive-in only situation, like what Mm -hmm. we ran into before. Yeah, apparently, so it says it was released onto video on demand and limited theaters in the United States on June 19th. So then, number eight, E.T., 100 theaters, three-day of $126,000. Then number nine, Jumanji Next Level, 97 mm-hmm. theaters, three-day of 117000 And then we got Goonies, number 10, 170 theaters, $110,000, three-day. Three so Universal, again, cleaning up, has one, two, three, four, five, six. The first six films are Universal films. Jeez. Seven... E.T. So seven out of the top ten are Universal films. Yeah. AMC, definitely uh, pick a fight with Universal. Tell them that you're not going to show their movies in your theaters. See how Uh, that goes. Yeah. See how that goes. Not so smart. So Karate Kid, nowhere to be found. That was my pick to be the catalog title that was going to make the top five this week. Um I think I picked Gremlins to jump in there. And, you know, the thing is, I guess Gremlins is more of a Christmas-type like movie. I guess also Gremlins, even though, like, I think we may have mentioned this last week, even though we're seeing a lot of these uh, sort of indie horror movies have done well, or like holdovers like Invisible Man the Hunt, which are horror, have done well, um, people really want super feel-good stuff out of these re-releases and gremlins does feature gremlins you know and gremlins are not gremlins are worse than the dinosaurs in jurassic park in terms Mm. of how unnerving they are yes you know because like the t-rex in the end is pretty warm and fuzzy he eats the guy that we want him to eat on the toilet bowl you know, so like even the kills in Jurassic Park are heartwarming for the most part. Um, whereas the Gremlins, you know, we're still in a pandemic. The world is on fire. It's tough times. Gremlins just remind you of that too much. And I think I uh, I forgot about that part, that the Gremlins are, are tough to look at and make you feel scared and nervous. Now... Do you think, is there any way mm-hmm. that Hook huh. makes makes an appearance? Because the Hook, not beloved when it came out, but a movie beloved by a certain contingent of older millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Spielberg, and we're seeing right now Spielberg is is the king of the box office yeah is that okay so yeah is that the spielberg movie that jumps into the top 10 next week because what are the possibilities at this point you know you've got the jurassic park sequels i don't think it's going to be those 
one of the Indiana got. Jones movies. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. An Indiana Jones movie, like maybe Last Crusade as the movie that goes in next week. What is the maybe? one with what is the one that has the Nazis in it? Uh, all of well, definitely La- Last Crusade and Raiders do. I don't think it'll be Temple of Doom because that is a kind of disliked movie at the time, and I think retroactively is is a lot, uh, you know, we'll just say more problematic than than the other movies. So I don't think you put out Temple of Doom. Yeah, I mean, Hook kind of feels like it's i don't think it's gonna be something like close encounters that's too long ago to really be in the nostalgia zone of an 80s movie um it probably won't be last emperor it won't be schindler's list um bfg was a bfb yeah big fucking bomb big, big fucking bomb um yeah, Minority Report and, the, you know, this the more recent Spielberg movies. I mean, I don't think it'll be Munich as of the Spielberg release. Um, Sugarland Express, it, no. Goldie Hunt has no heat. No. War Horse, maybe? War Horse or, or uh, Tintin? What about Roger Rabbit? Okay. Produced, produced by Spielberg, correct? Produced by Spielberg, which, you know, Goonies, and directed by Zemeckis, who is a skis ball, but also has Back to the Future in the top ten right now. So Zemeckis is riding high. So Roger Rabbit is his other, you know, big 80s nostalgia movie. I could see Roger Rabbit, possibly. Um... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards Warhorse. I you that's, know that's 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 the outsider pick. Yeah. Well, that might be a situation where okay. So let's take a look. Spielberg is the king of the box office right now. He's got as much heat as maybe he's ever had in his career. He's never had a week where he's had three movies he's directed in the top ten. And this might be a situation now where they're coming to Spielberg. Hey, what do you what do you got? We got to put out another one of your your classic movies. Um, you're you're just killing it. You're the king of the box office, Big Steve. Can we have? And then he stops them and he says, "You're putting War Warhorse out there because it didn't get the due that I wanted it to get at the time." And I've got you by the balls. He's talking to all the movie theaters right now. I'm Big Steve, king of the box office. Three movies in the top ten. I got you by the balls. You do what I say. We're re-releasing War Horse. Because that's my baby. You gotta do it, right? You gotta do it. He's, he's the man with the golden touch at the box office right now. If you're a Cinemark, you know, or you're... Uh, one of these independent hardtop theaters, you know, Joe's Magic Movie House or whatever. And, you know, Big Stevie's telling you, I'm putting Warhorse out. Who are you going to say no? Guys, I got three movies in the top ten. King of the box office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you don't think Tintin's a better... Like, do you think Tintin is, like, a better one? Because... It's is ostensibly a kids movie. Well, I mean, I think what I'm thinking now is we have to get into the head of Big Steve, Steven Spielberg, and what is the movie that he's going to want re-released? Because I think that's what it's about now. He's the guy holding all the cards. He's the one who's got these theaters by the by the sack, and he's the one doing the squeezing. And when he squeezes, what is he going to want to come out? Maybe it's the post. You know, maybe he looks oh, at the post. I thought you were asking when he squeezes there. It's both. It's both. Nuts. It meant what both. does he expect to come out? Right. Well, I, what I, when I said that, I knew I, I, was, I was using come out 
in two ways. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So come out in theaters. It comes also, out in two ways. Yeah, exactly. So what does Spielberg want? I think that's the question. You know, he might look at something like The Post and say, it got a bit best picture, nom, nom, nom. Did very well at the box office for an adult drama. But maybe I want to goose the numbers a little bit. Get another million on, on, on top of it. Maybe I want to remind people of, you know, whatever issues he was trying to get at in that movie. I forget what it was about. But War Horse? War Horse, The Post. Um, you know, maybe his War of the Worlds release. Well, that's that was a huge hit. So maybe that it was a huge hit, but it's all about. Listen, Spielberg might say. 1942, his World War Two comedy with Belushi and Aykroyd. That was much derided in its day. You mean 1941, 1941. Uh, Sometime in the 40s, whatever. It's 1941. So that was a Spielberg movie that was a rare bomb. He might say, that's what you're putting out in theaters next week. You're putting out 1941 starring John Belushi. Well, then he's just trolling them. Oh, 100%. But that's what he... He's in the position to do that. Yeah, it's going to be very... Interesting. So we both agree that a, another Spielberg movie is going to come out next week and be in the top 10. Yes. It's just a matter of what. Yes. 100%. Because he's too hot to 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 not keep going. It's it's like when you're, your dice are hot, you've got hot dice. Right. right. And Spielberg and is the hot dice. The tape, he's the hot dice and everyone wants to kiss those dice. I mean, Steven Spielberg right now is the biggest uh, box office star there is. And I would say the biggest box office star we've had since Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, there's your lineage. You know, obviously, we've had a lot of hits since Joker. We've had Sonic. We've had The Bad Boys. We've had Elizabeth Moss with Invisible Man. Those are all been huge hits. But... I think it it really goes Joker to Spielberg in terms of just having all of the power. So Spielberg famously had trouble getting the film Lincoln mm-hmm. financed. Mm-hmm. And it eventually came out, was a hit, Oscar, all that stuff. But, you know, these auteurs are continuously having issues getting their dramatic films bankrolled Mm -hmm. does this resurgence in box office power from Spielberg help him get his next drama bankrolled do you think Um, this success is making people say you know what Let's give him some money to make something he wants. Right, like, right. Is this, is this an unprecedented, out of the blue, shot in the ass? So then we we do see his next war horse, his next Empire of the Sun, his next Munich, off of the back of these catalog blockbusters. Right. I think that, yeah, I mean... How could it not? He's he's a sensation. He's the hottest thing in Hollywood right now, Steven Spielberg. And, you know, I think no matter what, because Spielberg, even his dramas were still hits, he was still going to be someone who would get his next movie into a theater. You know, maybe not at the highest end budget that he would have liked, but still like as high of a budget as adult dramas get. Nowadays, you know, those are the Steven Spielberg movies. Um, so he would have still gotten his next thing made anyway. But, yeah, I mean, you you can't... He's going to be able to walk into these studios and be like, I had four, five, maybe six of the 
movies in the top ten. Give me, give me a sack of money. I'm a draw. It's the biggest draw there is. I got you by the sack. Give me a sack. Yes, yes. I'll let go with a sack. Put a different sack in my hand. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones where he he takes the idol and puts a sack on the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only it's the opposite. Right, but it's all sack based. But it's all sacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is in a great spot right now. So do we want to move on to some PVOD talk? Sure. Do you have any other predictions for next week's top ten? Do we want to do our predicted top five before we move on? Do we see any big changes happening or we kind of feel like the two Spielberg movies at top are there to stay? Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that, I mean, they're making half a million dollars, Jaws and Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and the next closest is making two, you know, 200000 right. And those are all movies that are declining week to week invisible man trolls the hunt you know all of these movies that have been out since february are are declining so i don't think any of them are going to jump same thing with jumanji so it really yeah it really comes down to what is the new spielberg movie that will burst into the top next week so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with war horse what is your pick I'd say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. All right, so we'll see. Next week, what is the new Spielberg movie at the top of the box office? All right, so sorry about that. Let's go PBOD to close no, this out. No, no, no. It's just, it's just I, I got to piss really bad. So. Raw feed. We are, uh, the one we want to talk about is SpongeBob. Okay. SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, which is the third SpongeBob, mo- SpongeBob movie is no longer going to play in theaters. It was going to come out August 7th, pulled from theaters, going to PVOD sometime in 2021. So this is next year. But the interesting thing about this is that after it goes on PVOD for a short time, it is going to go exclusively to CBS All Access. Which seems like an interesting place for it to go and continues this kind of jockeying for these, I don't want to say like crown jewels, but these uh, siren song movies for subscribers. Mm -hmm. Because you had Greyhound for Apple TV Plus, which is the... Tom Hanks written film written and starring yes w yeah ww2 movie an actual World War two movie right and you're seeing these films like Scoob which came out on PVOD not that long ago mm-hmm. next week is going to drop on HBO Max yes this Friday June 26th so you're seeing them these streaming services, especially the ones that are trying to catch up to Netflix, just really going all in. I mean, Disney Plus, Artemis Fowl, which was a bomb. We're, you know, um, what is that? Uh, uh, I know it's only a Fathom event, but Hamilton is mm-hmm. going to Disney Plus. We we we're assuming Milan is going to go to Disney Plus. I mean, I think we're pretty much on board that that's inevitable. An yes, inevitability, right? Has to, has to. So, yeah, it's it's this weird thing where you're seeing these these movies that normally would be released in theaters being used as catnip for subscribers. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think? Spongebob Sponge on the Run is Mm -hmm. going to have the kind of drawing power that CBS All Access wants because 
these SpongeBob movies are hits. The first yeah, I- one made 141 million mm-hmm. in global box office, and that was 2004. 2015's Sponge Out of Water. Mm-hmm. How much do you think um, that that grossed globally? Well, I can't guess this one because I also thought to pull this up myself, and I'm looking at it. It's staggering. It is. It made 162 million domestic, another 162 international, 325 worldwide in 2015, which is like, in some ways, a long time ago, five years ago, but. It, it does make you think that this third SpongeBob movie was going to make a lot of money. You know, this was a movie that they they were looking to make hundreds of millions of dollars on this. Well, because SpongeBob is SpongeBob memes are a second language for kids. Mm-hmm. Kids speak English. And they speak SpongeBob meme. That's how they communicate. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's and, fair to say. And so I think that's where you're seeing this just uh, uh, super popularity for the for this for this character. And yeah, I don't think this movie would have been any different. Yeah. So it. it are we thinking it's going to be on PVOD? Are we thinking the SpongeBob movie will do Trolls World Tour type numbers, which, as we know, was you know about a hundred million dollars worth of PVOD sales, or will it do Scoob type PVOD numbers, which is unknown, meaning well, that it probably didn't do that well? It's estimated that Scoob made about half of what Trolls did. Okay. So Scoob made around 50 total. I think by the time this film comes out, the mm-hmm. novelty of PVOD will have worn off. But I do think that SpongeBob is perennially popular. Right. And people will be more used to PVOD. It's going right. to become like anything else. And, and think about what you always say, Clayton. When it comes to these kids' movies. The rats need their cheese. The rats need their cheese. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter if the novelty of PBOD has worn off. These rats don't care about novelty. They're just they're just looking to gnaw. But also and SpongeBob is, is cheese to gnaw on. And SpongeBob is good fodder for stoned people. Yes. So you've got these stoned people who are going to be so stoned that they don't worry about spending 20 bucks on, you know, sponge out of water or sponge on the run. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Yeah, so I do think it will. I mean, it's not going to do trolls money because that was such an outlier. People were so psyched and excited, but it's going to it's going to definitely do better than Scoob. Mm -hmm. And I do think the window but that's the thing. CBS All Access is such a nothing streamer. But well, it, it's it, one that's not on. It's not at the forefront of our minds. But it's the way CBS in general, not to talk about television. CBS is not a thing that has a, a, a network that has buzzy shows. You know, CBS isn't the home of Fleabag, huh? It's not, you know, the home of uh, Succession, huh? You know, whatever the hot shows are. But you go through the the top shows on TV and like 19 of them are CBS procedural. So I'm going to guess CBS All Access has more viewers than we're giving it credit for. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it plays to an older audience and SpongeBob is going to be the thing that gets kids to say mommy daddy you know or papa mama i need you to order cbs all access because spongebob's out of water so you got to order it he's on the run is on the run and you're also going to have all these college stoners who've maybe never considered cbs all access and they're going to say you know i want to roll a fat doobie watch some spongebob 
I guess I got to order CBS All Access. So is CBS entering the streaming wars in a larger fashion with this? I mean, I would think so. I mean, we just railed off two giant audiences that this movie could bring in. Kids, little kids and stoners. You know, and I think if CBS has maybe had more of an old person audience, then this is something that really brings them two big younger demos. Yeah, diversifying. Yeah. I mean, streaming is the future. Yeah. COVID made the future quicker, brought future... Mm -hmm. I guess brought the future closer. Yeah. If that makes sense. Some kind of time, time portal. And we're going to see more of these things. We're going to see more of these big movies spread out amongst, amongst these streamers. And, and it's going to create this situation where there's no one-stop shop anymore. No, no, it's the, the those glory couple of years that we had where every single movie that ever existed was on Netflix. I mean, obviously that's long gone. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think I think the SpongeBob plan, even though it's a movie that would have done Bafo Bobo at the box office, I think that makes sense. I think it'll do uh Povid, po P V O D and It'll definitely bring a lot of kids and stoners to CBS All Access. COVID is so close to COVID. I know. I know. But I'm not the one who called it PBOD. They, someone else named it that. The, and is that something that isn't being publicized enough? How, right. How too close that is? Yeah. PBOD and COVID are uncomfortably close. And it makes it hard for, you know... Uh, entertainment media, box office reporters like ourselves to talk intelligently in a way that we we just have to use those terms. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's on whoever coined PVOD in a post-COVID moment. Not even post-COVID. It, during COVID. Well, during COVID. I, when I say post, I mean... After it started, obviously okay. we are in the thick of COVID, but you know what I mean. I do. So, Pat. Yes. I think we did it. We did it. And you know what? Wannabe O Boys, Wannabe O Girls, email us at thebeoboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what Steven Spielberg blockbuster you think is going to jump into the top 10 next week. I said Warhorse. War Clayton said uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, I also threw 1941 out there as a possibility. And uh, you tell us, what do you think is going to be the movie that Steven Spielberg squeezes into the top 10 next week? The B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Yes. Um, this is normally where I talk about the Patreon, but again, freeze is continuing indefinitely, yep. and I gotta piss so bad. I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day because it's my new thing, because it's right. supposed to be good for you, and it is excruciating. Yeah, and the main thing is that you you always have to have a new thing. Well, I'm all, I'm always trying to cure my various ailments. Mm-hmm. And nothing seems to work. No. Well, it it, it just restarts uh, ailments that had been dormant. That's, yeah, sometimes the cures are worse than the diseases, and they trigger other diseases. Okay. That's a thing. Yeah, so I, I'm a mess, but... Uh, you know, give money to a good cause. There's so many good causes right now. There's so mu- many places to give your money. Uh, we'll, we're going to be around forever. We mm-hmm. will never die. So, uh, therefore, just pay us later. Exactly. So, give money to a good cause. That's important. 
Of course, it's also important that you email us to let us know what Steven Spielberg re-release will be in the top 10. And I think that's it. I think we did it, Clayton. And do you want to tease? Oh, okay. So one thing that may happen in the next, we're we're still uh, lining up uh, a possible interview with a director and a star of a movie that has claimed to a claim to being the number one box office movie in America. Um, so that's the tease. I think what, what and, it, and it is a movie that is in the center of one of the biggest controversies that we have been talking about and following for these last two to three months. This movie is right in the center of it. We're pretty close to landing a huge exclusive interview. I think it's going to happen. It's it's supposed to happen. And if it does happen, that'll be a bonus episode that'll be up within a day or two after you hear this, soon after. So yes. can't guarantee it. Don't want to overpromise, but you also don't want to not promise. So in the end, we're promising it. We're yeah, but it's either an underpromise or an overpromise. Well, I would say let's avoid the overpromise. Let's not not promise. So let's just promise. And then if it doesn't happen, you just forget about it. So that's the tease. Great tease. Well, Pat. Yes. Until next time. Will. Will. Smell you at, at the, the box, box office. office. Nailed it.